Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm talking about my romantic life on Manic Rambling Spiral. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. Recently on Facebook, we got a message addressed to me, Heather B. Armstrong, an inquiry about how I felt about creating my business and career on the last name of the man that I am now no longer married to. Basically, do I regret having changed my name when I got married. The whole topic of the sacrifices that we make for the relationships in our life, a name being one of them. Um, John didn't change his name because you, John, Jex. No, 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 Jex Jex is mine. Jex is yours. (laughs) Jex is mine. You, John, did not have to change your last name because you were never married. Right. And typically the man doesn't. Right. Typically the man doesn't. Although I know several couples where the man has, they've taken both names. Like the man takes hers and she takes his and said it's the same hyphenated last name. Yeah, I've been hearing about that more frequently, actually, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a neat idea. Yeah, I think I I like that idea. I didn't ever really want to get married. When I was in my early 20s, I thought that the Susan Sarandon, Tim, is it Tim Robbins? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like they had this very long-lasting relationship and they didn't get married. They didn't see the need to get married. I liked that model. I bought into that model, I guess, if you could frame it that way. But I needed health insurance and (laughs) could get it. (laughs) That was your primary motivator? (laughs) Wow. Um, I was, I, you know, I thought I was going to be, I thought I was going to be with John, you know, I I thought he was the one I was going to be with him for the rest of my life. And it was like, well, fine, let's get married. I really need the health insurance because I was going through a little bit of a health crisis. And so we eloped. He lost his job a month later. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I, I was very much in love with him. I will never, ever say that I wasn't. I knew it was important to him that I take his last name. There's a lot of history there that with his father and his relationship with his father and the name Armstrong. And so I wanted to show him as an act of love and my love for him that I would change my last name. And that's why I did. So I changed it from Heather B. Hamilton to Heather B. Armstrong and have created a career, a successful career with that last name. And have not changed it back to Hamilton because of because of the career. And for a while I thought, oh, you know, I should I should keep it to because it's the last name of my children and that somehow I had convinced myself that somehow having the last name of my children 
made my relationship with them more meaningful. But upon further reflection, I really, really, really wish that I had never changed my name. And it's not because of the divorce and it's not because of anything. It's when I was growing up, I was really insecure. Well, most kids are, but I was I was a very awkward, nerdy, insecure kid. And I fucking loved my name. Like Heather Hamilton. I just did. I liked my name. <laughs> also, okay. it's, you know, a Tony Award winning musical now that everybody loves. Well, there's that. Yes. I live my life like I don't regret anything. Like I look at my marriage and yes, we got divorced, but I don't ever regret having gotten married or being with him or having children or having built a life that way. There are a few, there are a few regrets in my life. And one of the biggest ones is changing my name. And I told the person this, I said, the adult Heather feels bad that she took Hamilton away from young Heather. I know that sounds really stupidly romantic, but, um, but yeah. But if you had like that attachment to it, then it makes sense whether it's romantic or not. I mean, my dad um, tells the story that he wanted to name me Heather because he wanted, (laughs) he wanted to be able to stand out at dinner time when I would be outside playing and he wanted to be able to say, come hither, Heather Hamilton. Are you, are you serious? Yes, to, to call me that home. That is awesome. Come hither, Heather Hamilton. Did he ever? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh yeah. And he would, he would do it many times when, you know, we would just be with each other and he would jokingly say it. It was, it was almost a, a, a term of endearment for me. He, he calls me Heather Feather. And then other times he would just say, come hither, Heather Hamilton. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no, I mean it's. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just processing that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I think hearing like those things that people don't really think about or consider, like those things are now gone. Not the memory of them, but the possibility of them. The possibility because you changed it. Because I changed it. Oh wow. I, yeah. If I if I could just go back, like there's there are times when I yearn for that name. Because I, I actually made, I mean, I made a name for myself as Heather Hamilton in high school, you know, Heather Hamilton, the valedictorian in high school, Heather Hamilton, you know, the woman the, who got the full scholarship, Heather Hamilton. I mean, there was a part of my life built on that name as well. Recently, my mother found some paper, some paperwork in some files that she was doing with her mother's stuff. Uh, my grandmother lived with my mom for 10 years, and my mom is still going and cleaning out stuff. My mom is the first, she's of the first six children with the first the first man that my grandmother was married to, and then there are four children with the second man that she was married to. And my mother feels like her true last name, she feels like her mother almost took that away from her by sort of forcing her to be adopted by the second father. And she gets approached, uh, because of Mormon genealogy, she gets approached quite often from people, it's the Boone, B-O-O-N-E, like she gets approached by people looking for family members linked in the Boone line, when she technically is not a Boone. And... My brother gets contacted as well from people in the Boone line looking for relatives. And it's like, you know, we blood-wise are not related. So she took her stepfather's last name. She did. 
when he adopted her. Is is that normal? Is that how it always works? I don't. Do you know? I'm not sure how it works. Um, Interesting. Yeah, all the, all the six of the older ones took the. Well, Lita had died by that point. Um, her sister Lita, who Lita is named after, um, but the five who's, who were there, they all took Boone as a last name. Huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I knew that it was possible. I just didn't. I wonder if it's if it's part of the adoption process, just a natural part of it. I think we should probably talk to someone who's been an, an adoptive parent. Not that her, not that her father was a stand-up guy. Yeah, well, I'll say that. Not that her original father was a stand-up guy, but she feels as if there's some work, genealogy work that hasn't been done through that lineage that she wants to explore. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to be attached to. A name. It. I mean, it, a, a last name, a, mm. a surname. It's just a strange thing to be attached to. When you say it, like, I'm really, I really like my last name. I want to keep it. But then when you start to dig into it and realize how much it actually has to do with your identity, then it kind of shifts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not particularly attached to my last name. You're not? But, you know, it's not like I want to change it, but I'm not, you know, holding on to it tooth and nail. Is it a, is it, is it British? Is it? It is, yes. It is British. It is. Are you of British lineage? I am from Cornwall, actually. From my great grandfather was a miner. From Cornwall, so you, your great grandfather actually came from Cornwall. Yes. Wow. Yes, came from Cornwall and then was a miner and then went to Bible school and became a minister. He went to Bible school. He did. Where? Moody Bible Institute. The Moody Bible. In, where is that? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I was actually going to Google that. I, <laughs> see, this tells you how attached I am to the lineage. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, let's see here. Moody Bible Institute. I think it's it's either in Lower Michigan or Illinois. It is It is in Chicago. It's in Chicago. really how attached I am to- <laughs> It's right where you live. <laughs> to all of this. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, so- my lineage is very Scottish, the Hamilton clan. And then you have the Armstrong clan. They were, I'm, you know, it's probably very incestuous marriage that I had. <laughs> very, very Yeah, very don't ever Scottish. trace that too far back. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I guess my mom is from, I don't know, on that end, it's kind of mixed. It's like Greek and something else. Really? I don't remember. Yes. Because you're so fair skinned and you're so blonde. Yeah. You're so fair skinned. <laughs> I'm, but it's somewhere. It was like it was Greek, and then somewhere like middle to northern Europe on her side. But her hers was more diluted already. So I think it was just the, you know, the fair skin kind of won out. Yeah. But I mean, th- there is that aspect. Like I've seen. I can't remember what movie it is, but there was a store. I don't know in London, and I was watching this movie, and it comes up, and it was like John Bray's. That's what it said. Like, that's kind of neat. That's my name. Not that John Bray is a super unique name, but it does. I mean, I've, I've thought about tracing it just out of curiosity, but it's not necessarily an attachment to the name itself. You thought about tracing your lineage? My lineage. Oh, like your lineage. To find out, yeah. Dude, you, you got to take a trip out here and we all we have to do is just head up to Temple Square and we could figure that shit out and like, <laughs> like stat. <laughs> That'd be great. Ancestry.com. That's not sponsored. <laughs> Could be though. I re- I would like to go get the um, blood work done to actually see how much of me is what. How much of me is what? Like it, it can tell you like like you're seven percent North African or you know ninety eight percent British Isles that sort of thing, right right down to like the percentage wise. 
And I think a lot of people here have had that done because genealogy work is such an important part of Mormon culture. Like to trace yourself back to the beginning of the Mormon religion? Uh, No, no. Genealogy work here is, it's a, they call it genealogy work and it's something that you actively do because you get baptized for people who died before the true church was restored to the earth. Say that again. And we have entered our Mormon lesson for this week. (laughs) You get baptized for, for the people who died Yes. Before the Mormon church came to be. Yeah, you get baptized for them and you also do temple work. So in, in order for you to achieve the highest level of heaven and do what your eternal, achieve your eternal salvation, there's temple work that you have to do. There's covenants that you have to make with God. And for people who lived on the earth before Joseph Smith restored the church to the earth, they didn't have a chance to accept the gospel and to make those covenants. So we do the work for them in their name in the temple. By proxy is what they call it. You're, you're gone that silent. <laughs> does not make any sense to me. I'm just, I'm just shaking my head, which doesn't do a lot of good on a podcast, but that's, oh my God. that's interesting. Okay, I'm going to, hold on. I'm going to take this call and I'm going to, hold on. I don't know who it is. Hold on one second. Oh my God. Hello? Hello? I'm just going to fill in the silence. Hello. She's on the call. I'm going to hang up we now. We are talking about... S- I have no idea no. who that was, but it's an 801 number, and that's why I answered it. Oh, local. Yes, 801 Utah. I kept everyone entertained while you were away. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are talking thing. about the sacrifices reason, reason, that the, come with the relationships, the the reason, and that was a sacrifice. Well, the reason that I took it was like, oh, God, what if this is my kid? I don't have, I don't have child care today. Like, if it's my kid, I have nobody to call to go get it. To go get it. To go, to go get it. <laughs> uh, can you go get it? I don't want to go get it. I don't want to go get it. I have that problem. This is very much a tangent, but I have probably six phone numbers for Lexton's school in my phone. Yeah. And every fucking time they call, it is a different number. Exactly. I I don't know why, but I, I, and I'll answer it if I know it's them. Sometimes I do screen them. I know I've said that before, but when I don't know, and I think it could be, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you, it more often than not, it's just a call I don't need to answer, but I never know. More often than not, it's, it's, it's the lady at the front desk, Cindy going, it's Marlo. <laughs> <laughs> and me going, do I really have to come get her? I don't want to get it. I don't want to come get it. <laughs> yeah, so what, she just gets like, in, I mean, does she go down there for every little thing? Yes, or what happens? she's like, my okay. stomach hurts or my throat hurts or I think I have a fever or, you know. That sort of thing. She's has not done that that much this year because there were a couple times last year when I was like, uh-uh, no, you're going back to class. And maybe she figured out that she couldn't totally manipulate me. Lexton used to do that from time to time mm-hmm. for really minor things. Or he'd come home with a note, you know, that he got a minor paper cut on his thumb and needed a Band-Aid. I'm like, oh, my God, kid. <laughs> just Seriously, just deal with it and move on seriously move on that's right i'm i try to be as tender as possible (laughs) fucking suck it up that sort of leads me back to what we were talking about i was talking with someone yesterday about she was talking about how her husband whenever he gets sick it's the end of the world 
And she's just like, oh yeah, man cold. Yeah, man cold. It's the end of yeah. the world, and she just doesn't want to. She's like, he was one of those kids whose mother put a band aid on his head if he, you know, if if he had a fever, just to like, oh yeah, I'm going to put a band aid on your head to make you feel better. And I was like, yeah, sometimes if I go on more than one date with somebody, and I think that this is this is probably I was talking with another person who's who's dating as well. I said. You kind of know the sacrifices that you have to make in relationships. And you can sometimes tell by the second or third date, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to make sacrifices for this person ever, (laughs) (laughs) ever. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, I mean, that makes like if that, if this person ever got sick, I'd be like, ooh, God, no, uh uh. But you, because you're going to have to sacrifice your time in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh no, I mean when it when it comes down to it, it's and I guess I hadn't thought of it as in in terms of a sacrifice, but it's like do I want to make time for this? Like, you know, we talk all the time that we're that we're really busy and we are, but when you want to make time for something, you make time for something. And then you think of that and you're like, okay, this person is fine. Fine. But do I really want to make time? Do I want to sacrifice other things for this to work? I I don't even know that it would necessarily take a second or third date. May, maybe a second. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Just putting that out there. I... <laughs> <laughs> if this person gets sick, no thank you. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I also look around at at my space, my very tiny, tiny, tiny space, which, by the way, I wrote this post yesterday about going to Costco and it was a bit of a rant about Costco. I just, you know, I looked around Costco and I realized I couldn't put anything in there in my house. It just wouldn't fit. I don't have space for 16 rolls of toilet paper. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Some of the comments are just insane. People are just like, can't you fuck, (laughs) can't you write a post without saying all of those bad words? Only, only. People actually commented that? Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's several of those comments. Um, what aren't people used to i if i read a post that had zero i would want to comment and ask if everything was okay i I mean honestly it's they're always there i yeah it's it's i guess i don't know why i find it funny again that it's like oh here we go again like here's the, the people who have to come and comment and trash me again like it's like oh they're they're still here they're still here just waiting for something uh, waiting for waiting for to get angry at me about something, and I was, I responded to one of them and I said, "Are you okay? Because I can give you my cell number and we can talk and I'll listen to you because you don't seem okay." Did they respond? No, they haven't responded back. No, I don't, not yet. But I was um, the reason I've thought of that is I I look at the small the smallness of the space that I live in and I look at the rhythm of my kids and me the rhythm of our day, the rhythm, this dance that we do to make it all work and what the insertion of someone else would do to that. And it has given me pause because it it would change the dynamic so drastically. And I really like what I have got going on with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. You're settled into something that's totally different. So to incorporate that is to sacrifice this whole new system that's been put together. Yeah, I I feel like I I enjoy 
like we've talked about this, the, the routine of the kids sort of keeps our lives in check and gives us the structure that we need to, you know, I've got to get this work done because I have to be out of the house by 2.30. And so it, I'm, we're way more productive with the rhythm that we have with our kids. You experienced that too, right? Oh, yeah. All the time. What that would look like inserting someone else's physical body into this. Yeah, I don't know. I Since I feel so much better than I did just even three and four months ago, like I, I, I look at this, I look at how we are now. And I look at the night at night when, you know, I put Marlo to bed and then I go and watch a television show with my, my daughter. And if like I, that alone time with her is so precious to me that it's almost not even worth exploring the idea of adding another person into this. Well, I think it's just that adds such an extreme complication. Mm-hmm. Like it's not to say that there's not someone out there who wouldn't who wouldn't understand that and would be easy to integrate, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's an extra it's an extra thing. It's not like it's just you living in an apartment and then another person comes in. It's it's bigger than that. So the dynamic in the physical part of our lives would be different and then it's also whatever that person has going on in their life as well. These two worlds colliding. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But then you have to you have to look at it and say, I mean, if we're talking about sacrifices, like you don't want to sacrifice the routine that you have now. But are you sacrificing a relationship to maintain a routine? Like you're you're right. sacrificing in either direction. Mm-hmm. And I wonder even about myself, like that's, you know, kind of been my justification. Like things are good. I know the day to day. I know how it's going to go. Everything is kind of like clockwork in a very comforting way. But do I just find it comforting because it's easier? <laughs> I mean, you know, it will. Ne- there will never be a good time. It will never be easy. But am I just willing to sacrifice other things because this is easy? Er. Yeah, well, relationships are messy. Relationships can be great but I don't know one single relationship that doesn't have its messes. Yeah, well, mess isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. I mean, it's it's people. That's just how people are. And attached to every person is a whole slew of other people, <laughs> whether it's parents or siblings or past relationships or kids or whatever. And that makes it, that makes it a mess. It does make it a mess. There's also the, like, Lita is very protective of this unit that we have. She's very protective of the three of us. And if she knows that I'm going out, she's like, you need, I can tell that she's a little uncomfortable sometimes. She, she might listen to this, so I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. <laughs> does she listen to the podcast? I don't know if she does. I think I, this was way too boring for her. No. But like sometimes if I'm if I'm going to go on a date, I'd, I won't tell her that I'm going on a date. I just say that I'm going out is what I will say. Just so she doesn't get anxious about it. Yeah. There's no reason for her to get anxious about it, but she will. And I know that I can't take that anxiety away from her. At some point, when I do get into a relationship, and I'm going to, I will, I will eventually get into a relationship. At some point, we will have to confront that dynamic and what that means and how much my devotion to her will never change. Right. Which is what, I mean, where that anxiety and fear is probably ultimately coming from mm-hmm. that if there's this addition of another person then somehow i move down the list or i get a smaller piece right which makes total sense i mean it i i get it and i don't think you know for you to not tell her 
I don't think that's a big thing because you, I mean, she doesn't need to know about every one date. Right. And until, like you said, until it becomes something that's a little more. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. I'm sorry, but she's like, you know, I just don't want to go into, well, okay, so I, you're going where, mom? I'm going on a date. And where did you meet this person? Right. Right. I don't want to tell you All where I met this person. Questions. I don't want to tell you where I met this person. <laughs> There's an app called Tinder. <laughs> so how did you have, cause, uh, maybe we talked about this, but you had an initial conversation with her at one point, like, I'm going to start dating. Didn't you? Or did you just gradually, what did you do? So I, no, so I had been dating. I had been dating. I haven't ever said his name on this podcast, have I? I don't think so. I think a lot of people who followed you know it, though. Okay, so it, I might as I can't. I can say his name. He was a part of my life. He, I was very much in love with him. He was a very meaningful part of my life. Um, I was in a relationship with Matt for well over a year before I introduced him to my children. But did they know about him before? They that? knew of him about six months before I introduced him to them. So, like six months into your relationship. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time they had any idea that you had started dating at all. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was a very, you know, gentle conversation of, I am interested in this person and he makes me happy and um, he's a, he's a good person and this is not going to disrupt our lives. And, you know, it was a very gentle lead into the idea of this person. And was it taken gently? It was. Yeah, it was. Because I did it so slowly. So, 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 so slowly. Because they were they they were going through, you know, they were experiencing the dissolution of the unit. And so I did not want to add any more stress to that period of their lives. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, too, and so that was like four years ago, five, four, was... four years ago. So, ish ish yeah okay and i i guess the, the only reason i ask that is i wonder how you would have approached it today like now that lita is older because i think i've had several conversations with friends where i think when they when the kids are older you can't wait i, I think it's important to wait for them to meet this person but i think it's harder to wait for them to know that it's happening because they're more aware when I when I first got set up on Match.com, oh, God, <laughs> I'm sorry. Ew. Oh, I can't even say the word Match.com. Um, you still prefer Tinder? I No. God, no. No. <laughs> They're all awful. There were a couple of profiles on Match that were so hysterical that I couldn't help but share them with Lita because I knew that Lita would get it. I think we may have talked about this. There was a guy who was posing with skulls and he was doing headstands. Oh, you actually might have sent me that one too. Yeah. This crazy yeah. profile. I was like, Leah, you have to come see this. This person has sent me a message and I don't know what to think about life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is it about me that has attracted this person? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I've sh- I, like I showed her, you know, like here's some of the the people who have sent me messages because she found it very fascinating. The whole idea of like, this is how you're, this is how you meet people. And I'm like, well, listen, I am a single mother of two children. I work from home. There aren't many ways for me to meet men. I don't want to go to a bar. I don't want to go, you know, to a nightclub. I mean, so According to so my according to my father, I'm just supposed to meet a lawyer or a doctor when I go on all these business trips, and then I would just be fine and set for the rest of my that, life. That's what you're supposed to that's do. That's what I'm supposed to do. Wow, you should get on that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Christy Turlington have a, a rich friend that she could introduce you to, Heather? He did not say that. Are you <laughs> yes. serious? Oh, my God. Yeah, Dad. That's what I'm going to oh, do. Wow. Hey, Christy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But it is, it's kind of out of the grasp of our kids. Like the, the why behind, like you said, like you don't want to go to a bar or a nightclub. You work from home. You don't go to church. Like there's not a lot of places to meet people that's, once you're out of school. Seriously, uh, that's where my mom and my dad both met their spouses. Church. Church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Maybe I should go back so to church. So you should go to church. Huh. But that the problem is that it would be a Mormon. It's kind of the deal breaker. <laughs> well, could you go to a non-Mormon church? I guess I I don't believe in God. I guess do do you? But you believe in relationships, so <laughs> that is a sacrifice. Um, like, do Unitarians believe in God? I, I don't know. Actually, I should be much more aware of this because I I really do en- enjoy reading about different religions. But uh, yeah, but I. I know we're going off topic, but the whole dating in Utah thing is very weird because a lot of these people, and I'm not going to say it's just men because I'm sure a lot of women, there are a lot of hangups that they have about their Mormon upbringing and they either haven't gotten over certain issues or they're so fucked up from the, the upbringing that it's just weird. There is like this Mormon dank air in the... It's smell in the air. <laughs> or they're really, really interested in the outdoors. <laughs> like posing with a deer carcass. <laughs> oh, man. It's like That's a pretty great dynamic. Please don't ask me to go camping, please. <laughs> I don't even want to be asked to go camping. So I, I have pity for you there. Yeah. But you could go camping and then talk about Mormon upbringing. We could. Or we could. That would be a great date. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> that, that and that would be a sacrifice. You'd have to make that. You'd have to make that decision that you're okay. going to sleep in the woods. We're going to clear. By the way, we're going to clear something up really quick. 
Okay. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about this because I can, because this happened. And um, I went on a few dates with a guy here in Salt Lake who was actually in some bands that I used to go see down in Provo at BYU back in those days. So he shared this history of like, he was really into music and he still plays in bands and he has the shared Mormon upbringing and he's, he's from the South actually. So on Facebook, uh, back when I joined in 2007, I was accepting friend requests and then it got to be so, there got to be so many requests that I just was like, oh fuck it, I'm not even going to pay attention to that part anymore. Okay. And what Facebook did to me and I have no control over this whatsoever. What Facebook now does is it's if anybody tries to friend me, it says this person is no longer accepting friend requests, which is not true. I just like currently, if I tried to friend you, that's what it would say. That's what it would say. I think that huh. well, that's what people have told me it says. And so what I have to do is I have to go find the person and friend them in order for us to be friends. So there's some stuff going on on Facebook that I have no control over. And because my because I'm a verified account on a personal account some things are strange that i don't have control over or know what's going on you aren't even on facebook are you i am not okay it's like the only platform that i have not really used wow that's incredible that should be like your opening line like seriously i I don't have a facebook page (laughs) apparently from what i hear though like i'm i'm kind of with the cool kids like high schoolers they don't really use facebook no hi coco I know Coco is just someone is obviously walking across the uh, street. I guess what you and I don't know how this works. Someone got angry at me and and pointed out that I was lying and I wasn't lying. But I got out of a psychiatrist appointment and I had like 20 text messages from friends who had screenshotted my timeline where this person had tagged me as being in a relationship with him. This guy you went on a few dates with? Yeah. Okay. How many is a few? How many is a few? Like less than six? At that point, I don't even remember. Maybe, let, let's, let's say it was six. Let's say it was six dates. How, how, over how much time? Um, over, um, over about uh, five weeks. Okay. So like once a week-ish. Uh-huh. Okay. He, he tagged me as being in a relationship. Now, Apparently, that's the only way that that can happen is if both people agree to it happening, except that I never agreed to that happening. Like there's it it never alerted me to say such and such so and so would like for to be to tag you as in a relationship. Maybe it did and I didn't see it in these 700,000 notifications that are come to my Facebook page. And maybe because I ignored it, they just assumed that I was okay with it. I have no clue because I get out of my psychiatrist appointment and there are 20 text messages with screenshots of me being tagged in a relationship with this person. And all of my friends are like, who's this? (laughs) Oh, like they were just excited. Like we didn't know. We didn't know. Congratulations. This is amazing, Heather. Why didn't you tell us? And I was like, oh my God. God. Because I didn't know I was in a relationship. Oh my God. Facebook's just trying to help. So I left it. I left it there for a minute. I left it there for a hot minute because I was like, because <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to fuck with some people right now. I'm just going to leave it there for a minute. Like, let some people go absolutely crazy 
crazy with this information. <laughs> Did you not respond to anybody? Oh, I texted my friends back and I said, oh, okay. I, 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 they were like, well, who was it? I said to one person, I, I had just started my car and she's like, do you want to tell me about it? I said, after I drive my car into a tree, I will tell you about it. <laughs> so that would, so that status would show up for anyone who looked at your Facebook. Yes. Remember, I don't use Facebook, so I totally have no idea. Yes. And so that's very public. Yes. Awesome. It, it was at the top of my timeline. Uh-huh. So how did that work? So I... Did you get a hold of this person? I untagged it. <laughs> and then I was like, you tagged me as in a relationship. And he said, I sure did. And that's when I realized that he did not necessarily understand the nature of my business. Yeah, because that's... I, I mean, I hate Facebook, honestly. I just, I've never liked it. I've had accounts. I've never liked it. We've probably talked about this. But I, even outside of your business, I don't understand the need to do that. The need to? Like I, to the need to go on there and say, I'm in a relationship. Like, just, it, I, don't, I don't understand the need to share that. Right. It's like the same thing. Like, look at my new shoes. Look at this thing I'm doing right now. Who gives a shit? Like, if you're in a relationship, that's fine. And you can be happy about it. And you can tell the people that you're really close to. But why do you have to, like, why do you have to rush home and put it on Facebook? I think it would make sense if your Facebook was just like you and your family and your, your like extended family and, and it's like close friends. Like if that's, you know, like, like, like how my mom uses Facebook, like she's on there with all of her sisters and cousins and brothers. And, and like, if she were to say, if, if something major had happened in her life, she would want to share it with them because that's all she uses Facebook for is to communicate with family. I think that it would make sense there, but there's 26,000 subscribers to my page, which is not much, but I don't know 25,000 of those people, you know, personally. Right. And well, and I think like the way that your mom uses it, I think it's probably more generational. Like I, my, my dad is similar on, on Facebook, but for most people, I mean, almost everybody I talk to, they'll say, well, I've got this many friends on Facebook. I don't really like this person or this person I just accepted because I knew him in high school. So like everybody has this pile of people on Facebook that are at best acquaintances. Mm -hmm. I just, why? That's what I, that's what I don't get. Why? I don't know. I mean, and especially if it had been like a month, I don't know, maybe wait. Even, even if you both considered it a relationship, that's still pretty early to broadcast it. Well, like I said, and I don't, I don't want to broadcast it ever again. I don't. Well, yes. It's just, yeah. I, I have lived through that once and that's plenty I have run that marathon. No need to do it again. And who, who, whoever I end up in a relationship with will have to come to be okay with, with the fact that I'm not going to do it and not take it personally. And the reason that I, the reason that I don't want to broadcast it really is because, I, one, I don't want to live through it, but it's also in consideration of the person because that person's life, every, every, part of that person's life is going to be dissected, you know, and I don't want to very publicly, very publicly. I don't want to do that to somebody that is close to me. And that's what happened last time, right? That's what happened last time. Yeah. yeah. So you're no longer dating this person. I'm just going to take a oh, step. Oh no, no, I actually yeah. did block him on Facebook and oh, really? I blocked his phone number. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Was it okay until then? 
I mean, five dates, like a month. That's there were there were some signs. There were some glaring red flags, and that 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 tagging at me was you know just sort of not. It was a what's worse than a red flag? Just a flaming, burning building. (laughs) (laughs) Dumpster fire, I think, is the term we're using this year. Dumpster fire this year. Okay. Wow. So that was it. Like he, like you didn't even complete the conversation. It was just, did you tag me? I sure did. And you're like, hell no. Hell no. I mean, we had a few conversations after that and it went on for a little bit of texting back and forth. And yeah, it's, I am no longer, uh, I am no longer seeing this person. I'm talking about my romantic life on Mana Grambling Spiral. <laughs> it's been a while. That was like episode 25-ish or so. So it's it's been it's been a while. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the moral of the story for the listeners is that if anyone wants to be in a relationship with you, they just have to tag you. <laughs> so this apparently, could be awesome. Apparently Facebook is letting that happen. <gasps> Facebook is trying to take over your dating life. And, this, and then, but then I got... Uh, then it said something to me the other day that said, if you would allow relationship statuses on your page, then you could share such and such and such. And I was like, wait a minute. So if I'm not allowing relationship statuses, why did you let that happen, Facebook? I don't get it. There are just, there's so many settings buried in Facebook. That was the primary reason that I ended up closing my accounts because there's so many settings and ways that things can weasel in. And I, that I just cannot stand that. Uh-huh. Like relationships. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. That's funny. I wish I Yeah, twenty people are with the same screenshot. What's going on, Heather? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like I wish I knew. Have so is this like you can add this to your like first date conversation? Like, do not tag me in a relationship on Facebook. <laughs> Just get that over with now. Don't tag me in a date or relationship, nothing. Oh my God. Back when I was when I was dating in Los Angeles before before John, I think I was giving off an energy of I mean, I was really, really, really happy and I loved living there and I loved my job. I was a really happy person. So happy to be out of the religion and to be making my own money. And I found it really difficult to stay single. And I don't want to say, I don't want to come off, I don't want to come off a certain way saying that. Like, I had so many dates. Oh my God. It was, I think I was just putting off an energy that was attracting a certain element into my life, which was, I had to, I got to the point, (laughs) I got to the point where I was like, so after we go on this date tonight, please don't call your mom. Okay. Don't call your mom and tell her about me. Please don't do that. <laughs> That's what you would tell people? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> because it would happen again and again and again, where this is, I would go on on the second date with this person, and they would say, I called my mom and I told her about you. <laughs> After just one date? Yes. Yes. Well, maybe they just have a good relationship with their mom. Maybe they do. I mean, I have a good relationship with my mom. Maybe I was just attracting that sort of energy into my life, you know? That could, that, that's a, maybe it was just a really positive sign. You were really happy. You made them really happy. They had to tell mom. Yeah. Over and over and over. <laughs> so telling Facebook is the new telling mom. That's what you're I, saying. I guess that. So. Well, yeah, my mom's on Facebook. My mom would find out or their mom would find out. Yeah. Did your mom see it on Facebook? 
She did not, because it was only up there for, I think, maybe like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's long enough for like 10,000 people to see it. It was long enough for 20 of my friends to send me the same screenshot. So, Well, lesson learned. You just have to add that to the first date script and then... Lesson learned. Red flags are red flags. I was going to, you know, I don't tweet inspirational quotes very often. No way. (laughs) But, But Maya... Maya Angelou um, once said, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. That is a good quote. It is the fucking truth. Believe yeah. them the first time. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to do, honestly. Like, I forgot about that quote, but it is really because you always think, like, here's these three red flags, but maybe it's a fluke. Right. But it's really not. And maybe they won't be red flags for other people. It's not that that this person is bad, but... If it's a red flag to you, then it it will remain as such. Mm-hmm. If we close this with a Maya Angelou quote, <laughs> then we'll end, this will end up being a far more wholesome episode than any of the most recent ones. I'm not even going to say the words. Only, I'm not even going to bring up the words that we've been using in, in previous episodes, even though this would be a perfect episode for us to bring up those words. Holy it, it really God. Would if, I, if I even told half the story about <laughs> this whole experience, <laughs> I, like there's so many details that I could share that I won't, but like that would be appropriate. <laughs> But in, but instead, we're going to, instead, we're going to go with Maya instead, Angelou. Instead, we're not even, you know, I've barely said fuck this episode. Seriously. That's true. That might have been like the Because I used third all total. the fucks in that post about Costco, apparently. All of them. Which was just terrible, by the way. It was. I come to your website for wholesome family entertainment. <laughs> so we, yeah, we veered into Heather's romantic life. Oh, my God. Okay. But it was all kind of sacrifice-based. It was sacrifice-based. Loosely. <laughs> you sacrificed your Facebook privacy mm-hmm. with this relationship, sort of, right? Sort of, yeah. And going on that many dates and and having, you know, that's when you really do start to wonder, like, I don't know. Like, this, I've, I've seen this red flag and this red flag and this red flag. My life with my kids right now is I don't think I want to sacrifice what I got going for this. So, and then yeah, that's ultimately what you have to what you have to decide, or how you want to sacrifice it, what pieces you want to sacrifice. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: my sixty-four year old trainer who literally could pick up a semi truck and bench press it. She's tiny. She's like five foot two. She's and she's in the most incredible shape. And she's like, listen, I have figured out the secret to life. Don't ever live with a man again, ever. You keep your house, I keep my house. We have great sex, and then you get to go home. (laughs) Oh, wow. She's like, I don't ever have to clean up pee off the toilet seat. I don't ever have to worry about the toilet seat being left up. I've got my house, you've got yours. That's the secret to life. (laughs) That's... That is one one possible, <laughs> yes. It would be easier in some ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. If I don't have if I don't, if I don't have room for like sixteen rolls of, of toilet paper in my house, I don't know how I'm gonna fit a man in here. <laughs> so that's so that's sit down on the first date. Be like, you are actually larger than sixteen rolls of toilet paper. So this is not gonna work out. Yeah, that would be a great icebreaker, though. <laughs> okay, but things change. You know, things change. You could upsize again. Yeah, things change, you know. People come into your life. Yeah. 
When the right person comes in, then you realize it's worth the sacrifice, I think. Right. When you know, you know. Exactly. And I have to apologize to Ryan um, because I'm in my winter coat and it's been making all this noise this whole time. And so I I apologize if he has to edit out the sounds of my winter jacket going on here. And I'll apologize too because it's been in the 80s this whole week. So if there's like birds outside that are disruptive. There were birds. Some disruptive birds in the sunshine. It is. It's only 75 today. Oh, seriously. You're such a dick. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So if any if any of the listeners have, have sacrifice stories, which clearly these sacrifices can span many different areas of life. Did you change your last name? Right. Did you hyphenate it? Did your husband change his? Are you a guy who changed yours? There's so many options here. You can email us, as always, at stories at manicramblings.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, when someone shows you their red flags, believe them the first time. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.